Geek Sesh Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Gig Sesh Podcast. Gig Sesh gives you access to professionals outside your network who provide invaluable advice and open doors. I'm your host, David Serino, podcasting live from New Jersey. And today we have an amazing guest, Steve Feinberg, again with a very impressive resume. Steve Feinberg currently is the founder of 8 Spoke Consulting, consulting for Steve Madden LLC, Steve Madden Music, Steve Madden International, and Betsy Johnson. He worked with major record labels, publishing and distribution groups to curate music programs and establish an artist brand relationship. Good evening, Steve. How you doing today? Good, thank you. That's quite the introduction. Uh, I'm good, thanks. Again, we appreciate you coming on to talk with us on the Gig Sesh podcast. Let's get right on in. How did you uh, get into the entertainment business? Um, like a lot of people, I sort of happened into the entertainment business. I was a musician myself. Um, while my band didn't make it, I had met a good couple people in the in Philadelphia, where I'm from. But I'd moved to New York City to live and try and find something bigger and better. I actually, through my my now ex, uh, I met Kevin Klein, the actor, the Oscar-winning actor, Kevin Klein. And uh, I I went to work for him, actually. That was my first job in New York City is working for Kevin Klein. Oh, wow. I was an assistant. I helped him run. He was working on Shakespeare in the Park. He was doing a bunch of New York City-centric things. So, yeah. So I worked with him only for a couple months before he went off to shoot a movie. And um, believe it or not, I actually went around New York City to every production company I could find, and I asked went to uh ended up getting a job at Universal Television which at that time was Law and Order. Okay. Yeah, I went from Kevin to Law and Order very quickly. That's great. So, what's the biggest challenge facing someone who wants to work in entertainment and how important of a role does having a mentor and a strong network help in overcoming that challenge? Oh, that's good. I love that question. Um well, I I think you know it's funny um Getting into the entertainment business is trickier than you think. Um, a lot of people want in, and so getting in, uh, you know, is crucial to having an entrance. And I do think gig sesh and anything like that is an amazing new form of entrance that wasn't there when I got in. But being able to meet people in the business, talk about business, and what they think could help or how they did it is an amazing thing. So mentors have been really important throughout my career. And, you know, just like the part of my resume said, I went from music to uh, television to back into music and now into music and brand relationship. Each step of the way had a different mentor Mm -hmm. who, you know, remained in my life and career. But without them, I don't think I would have felt like I could do what I did because you very often feel like you're the only one trying to do something. So mentor gives you a grounding that, you know, is pretty crucial throughout your career. 
Yes, I totally agree with that, especially getting knowledge and information from someone like yourself who's in the business and can give uh, up-and-comers some advice. I think that's a good platform. I think, uh, actually, GigSesh is doing a good job with uh, representing that. Yeah, I mean, I used to have to literally cold call other, you know, uh, when I started in the business, I literally called Green Day's manager on the phone enough times till he just answered. Um, but he ended up giving me, you know, an hour's worth of his time, believe it or not. Maybe it was 45 minutes worth of his time. And that actually set me down a path that I absolutely wasn't on. And without him doing that for me, you know, a whole bunch of other big managers just hung up on me. Uh, he, he, he gave me the time, gave me the advice actually I really needed, and it helped me kick off my career in the music business. Now, with something like Gig Sesh, I don't want to sound like a commercial, but it's true, but with Gig Sesh, those people are there. Like, you can find that person and get that meeting, which I, I just, I wish I had that. Wow, that's incredible. Can you tell us a little bit about 8Spoke and where does the name come from? 8Spoke is a reference to the Eightfold Path in Buddhism, which is normally a reference point of trying to, you know, behave well in this world and do something better for it and yourself and to try and find some sense of peace and enlightenment. 8Spoke is when I had, after doing a couple projects, I wanted to start my own thing, do it my own way. Uh, the, term eight spoke was just it came out of readings and it seemed like I was on you know I wanted to have my own sort of you know enlightenment if it will and eight spoke was that pursuit oh wow okay okay so how how did you get connected with Steve Madden Steve came you know it's funny because people are always asking about networking Steve came out of a meeting when I was consulting for a different fashion designer Steve actually came to that meeting to talk about designing shoes for this woman's brand. And he and I ended up sitting at the table while everyone went off to do something, and we started talking about music. Um, I had He was surprised by my history in music at that point because I had taken a band from you know, high school to a multi-platinum you know, place, and he was really intrigued. You know, he designs his shoes with the concept of, like, hit singles or songs. Like, he refers to them as hits. So when I was explaining what I did, he was really intrigued by that. We kept the conversation going. He wanted to be deeper in the music space with his brand. Um, I met with his head of marketing, his head of licensing, and everyone gave him some ideas. It took about 11 months before they called me back and um, said, if you can do what you just, you know, pitched us, you know, we'd like you to come aboard. The problem was I had completely forgotten what I had told them I could do. <laughs> Luckily for me, it worked out. But Steve and I met that time uh, and have kept that relationship going. So Steve Madden, uh, you know, Limited, which is his overarching company, he has nine brands in that. And sort of as we do one project and it goes well, he seems to ask me to do it for more and more of his brands. So now, you know, now I sort of do it for all of his brands, which is nice. Okay, so touching on what you just said, uh, you said you took a high school band to multi-platinum. Uh, who was the band? I managed the band uh, Good Charlotte. So I met them through a mutual friend who eventually became my partner. But uh, they had just gotten out of high school. Actually, Billy, the guitarist, was still in high school at the time. Um, and I managed them from pretty much, I think they maybe played in public once, maybe twice, maximum of three times at their friend's basement party or wherever. So I met them, really wanted to help that 
them out because they were sort of these new young punks. I grew up an old punk rock kid. They wanted to be sort of bigger than their scene. They wanted to sort of be involved in pop culture as well as a punk rock band, and that was really hitting my interests. I asked them if they would let me do that, and I managed them from that day on until 2008, 9, 8, 9, I can't remember where. It is. So 1999 to about 2008, 9, um, from you know high school to literally, you know, I think they're at 10 million records sold. So. Oh, wow. Uh, that's very impressive. Very impressive. How does brand engagement work between the products and the artists? Uh, that's good. That's a tricky one, too. So it depends on the product. I mean, if we're just, you know, focusing on Steve Madden's product is, you know, most of it is shoes. 80% of their business at the time when I started was women's shoes. Now they're a much bigger men's proponent. But um, it's really about... Luckily for me, I work with a brand and see all of these brands that are genuine and the artists actually wear the shoes prior to us, meaning it's not like we're coming in and asking them to, you know, you know, sell bungee cords or something that they've never used or, or utilized in their in their life. A lot of the artists I deal with, it was literally their first pair of shoes or their first pair of heels. You know, we've been working with anyone from Iggy Azalea to Grimes, Lucius. Tovlo, we you know had a great um, project with her too, and they genuinely they wear the shoes, they like the shoes, so it, it crosses over from artist to, to product and brand wherever it's smoothest. That, that's sort of what I tell people. You find the path that people are comfortable with, and then you expand out from that. So if they just want a pair of shoes to wear on tour, we can start there. But if they want to work with the brand on a social media level, they want to do events with the brand, or if they just want to you know, eventually design their own shoe line, our, our entrance point is anywhere. It depends from the conversation and the artist. David Serino, Gig Sesh Podcast, chatting with Steve Feinberg. Good information so far. Uh, question for you, Steve. How do you stay ahead of the curve in terms of trends in music, and where do you see the future of the music industry? <laughs> wow, that's that's a good one. <laughs> all right, so the first part is, you know, I, you know, I get older every day, as we all do, and I am not a young guy. But staying ahead of the trends or being actually in the trend at the moment, uh, I think the best answer is by literally being in it at all times. I listen to music all day, every day, but not just, you know, listening to it in the background. I listen to music all day, every day from artists, from Rihanna down to someone who probably has, you know, 20 listeners on SoundCloud. So it's about immersing yourself in that at all times. You know, I read every magazine I can find. I'm watching a movie in the background. I'm listening to new music at all times. You have to have that pop culture feeding you. But I just mean, like, that reality TV is doing this to our culture versus actually, like, watching the show, but really being a student of what's happening in pop culture and what's happening in business because where they meet is where I work. The future of the music business, um, I'm pretty sure I hate that question because if I knew the answer, I'm about to be probably the richest guy you've ever heard of. So, I mean, I do think the power of the music business is shifting right before our eyes where big labels sort of had all of the power 
And now I think individual artists hold a great deal more of that power. There's still a need for labels and distribution groups and label services. And, you know, everyone, there's still a position for everyone, but I think that that is flattened out, as they talk about. You know, paradigm is flattened where artists have a great deal of the power due to the, you know, expansiveness of the Internet and social media. They can dictate a lot more than they used to be able to. And uh, so I don't know. I I don't know where it goes. I mean, I think... Music colors just about everyone's life, and it is a great equalizer in cultures and and continents. But um, if I knew where I was going, I'd be a genius. You said that you're always immersed in music, magazines, TV shows, etc. Just curious, what music artists are you listening to these days? Well, that's a tricky question that I almost don't want to answer, and I'll tell you why. So Steve Madden, the man, not the brand, Steve Madden, the the man, and I uh, have partnered up, and we have our own record label, which is actually not technically public, but it will be shortly in the next, you know, couple days, weeks, and whatever. Um, So what I'm listening to right now is a great deal of unknown music, of artists that, you know, I just flew to London to meet a 16-year-old singer-songwriter. I go to L.A. to see some girl who's on a TV show who has her own, you know, music as well. So what I'm listening to right now, most of my days, are absolute unknowns that we are looking to sign and develop. But my favorite artist of the moment, which is a little biased, is an artist named Lolo. She's about to have a record out um, in September, um, and I, I just think she's super soulful and genuine artist that I think hopefully resonates with the world. A lot of sort of commercial, you know, the Ariana Grandes of the world, which, you know, those are amazing too, but this one's a little bit more direct and immediate as far as, you know, reaction and emotion. So uh, I like a lot of soulful music is, my, is what I'm listening to. Got you. I totally agree with that. I think soul is amazing. Uh, Any advice for others who have a similar passion for music and who are looking to break into the industry? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I have a couple things to say on that one. So, you know, I used to speak in front of classes or at schools and stuff, and people would say, you know, what what should I do to break into, you know, working in the entertainment business? And I often say if you could do anything else, you should do it because it is not easy. If that's what you want to do, you really got to do it. You got to do it all the time. It's not just a job. It's very 24-7. It's very, you know, you have to wake up in the morning and do your work, be at shows at night, be talking to people all through the day. And, you know, people ask me about networking and gig session, things like that. It is absolutely about the networking. But if you're going and shaking hands with everybody and not really connecting, I don't know if that matters. I think you need time and, like, you know, sort of intimate conversation so people can get to know you to really get mentors and advisors and people that are willing to help you get ahead because most people need some help getting going. Wow, excellent answer. Uh, Definitely insightful information. David Serino, Gig Sesh Podcast, chatting with Steve Feinberg. Uh, Steve, for those listening who may want to get in touch with you, uh, how can they do so? Yeah, um, I mean, 8spoke has got an Instagram, it's got a Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is, I think, you know, an amazing thing that Gig Sesh takes one step further, but LinkedIn is a great place for me um, and all my versions of contacts. It's all, all that information's there. Um, 
I don't have a website. I, I just can't keep up with it. It's too much for me. <laughs> Social media is the way to go. Eight spoke. Steve, incredible interview. Thank you for your time. Uh, just curious, do you still play music? Uh, you said uh, you used to play music with your band. Uh, they didn't make it quite the way you wanted to. Uh, do you do you still play? Yeah, um, not professionally, God forbid. Uh, no, I have kids, so now I play with them. My daughter is a aspiring musician, and we have music around our house all day, every day. So she plays many instruments. I play several uh, we're, so we're always we're always in the process of playing, but you know. All right, we want to thank Steve Feinberg for his time and insight on his career. We hope that the listeners can use this information to propel their career. Steve, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks. For your chance to set up an expert one-on-one session with Steve, please go to the gigsesh.com website to schedule a time slot. Stay in tune with us and subscribe to the Gig Sesh podcast on iTunes. So search Gig Sesh, that's G-I-G-S-E-S-H, and click on subscribe at no cost. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Gig Sesh. Once again, that's G-I-G-S-E-S-H, at Gig Sesh. Thanks for tuning in to the Gig Sesh podcast. I'm David Serino signing out. We'll see you next time. Gig Sesh Podcast.